Yo, what's poppin' everybody and welcome back to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast and today is JT's WWE Hot Topics, number 13. What I got in the can for you guys is only two topics, but I'm gonna go really in-depth. It's gonna kind of be a long podcast, mainly in terms of the second topic that I'm gonna be talking about. But the first one, I'm gonna be talking about who should beat Finn Balor for the NXT Championships. And I'm gonna be talking about Finn Balor's run currently and how I feel about it. And I'm also gonna be discussing who I feel should beat Finn Balor for that NXT championship ultimately at the end of the day. And Finn Balor should ultimately stay in NXT even when he loses the NXT championship. I'm going to give my thoughts on that. And now the last topic that I'm going to be talking about has to do with the so-called queen of the WWE, Charlotte Flair. And she pretty much blasted a website, a wrestling website uh, this past couple of days ago. And uh, the wrestling fans are just talking about Charlotte Flair. And uh, I'm going to be giving you guys my opinion on Charlotte Flair. At the end of the day, I don't hate this woman. I'm just not a big fan of the way she's booked. I'm going to give that little tease right there. But I'm going to be explaining to you guys, Charlotte Flair is saying that she's not entitled. And everything about Charlotte Flair is going to be discussed right here on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. Hey, yo, Edgar, you know what to do, man. Let's go hit that intro. I'll see you on a bit. Welcome to... You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. We're taking over every time. You guys listen to the podcast. We're taking over as a family, and I appreciate everybody. I want to make this point real quick. I would appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. You guys are subscribing on Anchor, Spotify, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. I would appreciate everybody on iTunes. Would give me a rating of your choice. Give me a rating that you think the podcast deserves, and leave me a comment. I would really appreciate that. Now, let's go. Let's, let's talk about this. These two topics, man. One of them, I'm going to really go kind of on a rant a little bit. But this one, I'm just going to just relax and shoot the shit with you guys. And it has to do with Finn Balor. We all know Finn Balor has been booked like a beast. Finn Balor has been booked like a gem in NXT. This, the way he's been booked right now, he should have been booked like this on the main roster. That didn't happen. Vince McMahon seen Finn Balor as some just model type and he wasn't really booked really uh, well. He wasn't booked well at all. And immediately when he came back from injury, his momentum absolutely halted. And he really wasn't the same. Now, I don't know if he pitched to Vince, I want to go to NXT. Or Triple H went to Finn Balor himself, say, we want you in NXT. And Triple H relate that to Vince and asked Vince if I could take Finn Balor. That's probably what ultimately happened. Either way... Finn Balor's in NXT. Finn Balor has been an absolute beast. He feels like a superstar. He acts like a superstar. And he wrestles like a superstar. He wrestles like a top dog. He wrestles like a top guy on that brand. And I love that NXT is building around Finn Balor and building to his strengths. And on the main roster, promo-wise, he really wasn't that good. This cute, cut, white meat baby face was eh. To me, it was all right. It wasn't really anything spectacular. Him on NXT 
is a different beast. He sounds genuine. His promos are really kind of dark. They're direct. They're blunt. You know, and Finn Balor just doesn't sugarcoat anything when he goes on his promos. I don't know who's writing his promos in NXT, but please continue to book Finn Balor promo-wise the way you're currently doing because you're doing a phenomenal job, whoever's doing it. Is it Finn Balor? Probably. Triple H and his team, yes. But Finn Balor ultimately and promo-wise, he's been doing a great job. In the ring, he's obviously a good wrestler. Um, I wouldn't classify Finn Balor as a great wrestler because he kind of does the same moves, but that's for every WWE superstar. They have... They're like five moves of doom that they do. They might add a new move to their repertoire, but other than that, they do the same moves. So it is what it is with that. But Finn Balor currently, man, it looks like he's going to face Pete Dunne at the upcoming TakeOver event. Like I said on my NXT review yesterday, please go check that out on all podcast platforms. Finn Balor and Pete Dunne, I believe, are going to be in a one-off. I believe it's going to be a one-off, and people were talking about Oh, Pete Dunne can maybe take down Finn Balor. No. Pete Dunne. Listen, Pete Dunne is not going to win the NXT Championship. Finn Balor is going to roll past Pete Dunne. I hate to say that because I love Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne's one of my favorites. And not only NXT, but in WWE in general. But Finn Balor is going to roll past Pete Dunne. And at the end of the day, the teases continue. They continue. TikTok. TikTok. Exactly. TikTok. Finn Balor's time, literally, as NXT champion is coming to an end. Karen Cross is no doubt going to beat Finn Balor. And I love that they're saving this for WrestleMania weekend at the TakeOver event that's going to happen. I hope. And I hope they don't just have their little NXT live thing. But Karen Cross and Finn Balor looks like it's going to happen at NXT TakeOver WrestleMania weekend. Pete Dunne is a filler. And that sucks. I don't want to classify Pete Dunne as a filler because Pete Dunne is box office. Pete Dunne is smash mouth in your face. One of the best wrestlers on the planet. But Pete Dunne currently is in this tag team with Only Lork and Danny Burch. By the way, it's not going anywhere. Pete Dunne needs to go and be on his own. He needs to challenge for the North American Championship. Go and challenge for the World Championship, NXT championship which he's obviously doing now and it's going to be a one-off and i don't know what else happens to pete dunn after this but the big story is carrying cross finn balor is going to face carrying cross at nxt takeover wrestlemania week and that's my prediction and if it happens great i don't really give a damn it just looks like it's going to if it doesn't i would be shocked you know what i mean but finn balor ultimately as a whole has been doing a phenomenal job in nxt he is absolutely carrying that brand Obviously, along with Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. Those are the four core type of dudes that are carrying NXT. Obviously, you have the best women's division in all of North America in NXT. They're doing a great job. NXT is reviving the tag team division. I see the progression, and I'm a big fan of MSK that debuted. And NXT is looking pretty solid overall, man. They're getting better slowly but surely. Um, it's not a race. It's a marathon for NXT. You can see that. They're developing new characters. But ultimately, at the end of the day, NXT's world championship pitcher for Finn Balor is kind of weak right now. We know Karrion Cross is going to be the end goal. At that light at the end of the tunnel, it's going to be Karrion Cross staring at Finn Balor. P. 
Pete Dunn's filler, and it is what it is. I, I remember that I pitched a couple weeks ago on NXT when I covered it. I said something along like, we need main roster stars on NXT. I said Kevin Owens. I said Robert Roode, Bobby Roode. I said Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura is rumored to be getting a so-called push. Rumor has it that Vince McMahon is a big fan of Nakamura again, so he'll get a push. Um, all right, that's fine. Um, but I feel like personally, some of the cats on the main roster, if they're not getting used like Apollo Crews, put them down in NXT. Bolster up the main the main card scene for NXT and the world title pitcher scene. Karrion Cross is not going to be on NXT for long. You got Johnny Gargano. You got Tommaso Ciampa. I think they are NXT lifers. Adam Cole, I don't know what his situation is. Is he an NXT lifer? Is he going to be eventually going to the main roster? We don't know. I would love to see another one-on-one match between Adam Cole and Finn Balor. But it just looks like Karrion Cross is the end goal. Karrion Cross is going to defeat Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. And when that happens, I don't want Finn Balor to immediately go back up to the main roster. I want Finn Balor to go and challenge other dudes and blood feuds with other people like uh, Adam Cole or somebody else, some new upper cover. Maybe a Velveteen Dream can come back and revive his career. I doubt it. But as we've seen, Velveteen Dream is not being used at all. Um, But maybe we could see Velveteen Dream versus Finn Balor. We could see some other cats versus Finn Balor outside of him being in the title picture. Maybe Kushida versus Finn Balor. Cameron Grimes versus Finn Balor. So Finn Balor has opponents possibly lined up after he eventually loses the NXT Championship to Karrion Cross, But I trust Triple H. I trust him and his team to come up with storylines for Finn Balor and to build the division around Finn Balor, which they are currently doing. We're going to see what happens with Finn Balor. Pete Dunne and Finn Balor should have a great match. Now, knowing NXT, he might not face Pete Dunne and he might face somebody else, Adam Cole at TakeOver or Kyle O'Reilly again, which I wouldn't mind, but Kyle O'Reilly is 0-2 against Finn Balor. Why would I want to see a third match? That doesn't make any sense. So it looks like it's going to be Pete Dunne right now. End goals, carrying cross. What happens after carrying cross with Finn Balor? We don't know, but I cannot wait to find out because I'm very excited for the run Finn Balor is having currently. It isn't the greatest run in NXT history, but it's going to go down as one of the best in terms of Finn Balor reviving his career from the main roster, coming up to NXT and being booked like a megastar. So I can't wait to see what's next for Finn Balor. His promos are very good in the ring. He's great. He has a great look, and he's just that dude. When he comes out, I pay attention. When he comes out, I drop what I'm doing. That's the vibe I get with Finn Balor, this version of Finn Balor. Main roster Finn Balor, I didn't give a fuck. This Finn Balor, I care. That's the difference. Now, I'm going to talk about the second topic, all right? So I'm going to get into the Charlotte Flair stuff, and I'm going to give you guys my in-depth, honest, blunt opinion on this woman, Charlotte Flair. And I'm going to do that coming up next after this little short break. All right, I am back. Let's talk about Charlotte Flair. 
Let's talk about the queen, so-called. I don't consider her a queen. That's WWE. But let's talk about her, man, because she's in some controversy that has been happening over the past couple days on social media from a fan's perspective. There's been fans bashing her, but then there's been Charlotte Flair fans out there that have been defending her. But I'm going to take this from Fightful.com. Go shout out Fightful.com. Go subscribe to them. Go hit up Sean Walsap. Great dude. Knows his stuff. He knows his pro wrestling. He's very passionate about it. So go hit up Fightful. Now, Charlotte Flair responds to criticism of her booking. Said she'll always be in the title picture. Yeah, I uh, tweeted about that. I'll talk about my tweet in a little bit, but I'm going to read this article. So, like I said, it's coming from Fightful. And it reads word for word here. Charlotte Flair is not going to silently allow people to criticize the way she is presented on television. Okay, before I move on, I want to comment on this. I'm going to comment on every little sentence here, so it might be pretty long. I apologize, but I just really want to give you guys my in-depth opinions and my honest, blunt opinions on this article. Now, right there, I want to start off first. Charlotte Flair is going to silently allow people to criticize the way she is presented on TV. Okay, first of all, like I said, my complaint isn't with Ashley Flair. My complaint is with Charlotte Flair, the character. I have no problem with Ashley Flair. I think Ashley Flair is one of the best female wrestlers on the planet. She's not better than Sasha Banks, though. Yeah, I said it. Charlotte Flair is not better than Sasha Banks. I don't care. Don't at me. I don't give a fuck. That's my opinion. I'm a Sasha Banks fan through in and throughout. Charlotte Flair is great, but she is not better than Sasha Banks. Period. Now, Charlotte Flair is defending herself. God bless her. Obviously, I would defend myself as well. But there's receipts that I and a lot of fans in the community have. And we all have the same thought process, which is hilarious. We're just all saying it differently. But I will continue. To a degree, it is expected when you reach a certain level of success in any field, there will be critics. Charlotte, I'm not, a, I'm not critical of you. I'm critical of the way you're booked. It's not even you. I'm critical of Vince. I'm critical of the creative team. I'm critical of Bruce Pritchard. I'm critical of the way you're presented on TV. It's favoritism. It's political. And I'm going to bring up political in a second as well, too. Because I got a few examples as political in regards to Charlotte Flair where she played those cards. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But I'm going to continue. As the daughter of someone who is considered many to be the greatest wrestler ever and the only woman in history to win the to, to win the WWE Divas Championship. <coughs> fuck the Divas Championship. Raw Women's Championship, SmackDown Women's Championship, NXT Women's Championships, and most recently, WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Charlotte Flair has legitimately done it all and to an excellent has nothing left to prove. Guys, Charlotte Flair recently came back. She won the Women's Tag Team Championships. Why? I thought when you come back, you got to go to the back of the line. You're not supposed to come back and immediately get thrusted into a championship match. And I don't want to hear no one say, oh, it's a part of a storyline with Asuka. They're going to build to the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. All this other shit. Woo, 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 woo. I'm not dumb. I know that. I'm upset that she was already in a title picture 
in a title match and she won a championship she did not deserve to win. Asuka couldn't pick Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross and Asuka have a rich history. They couldn't win the tag team championships. No. You know why? Because Nikki Cross is not in WrestleMania WWE plans. Period. That's just fact. They got the queen. I guarantee you WWE immediately was like, okay, we're putting her in this tag team championship match because we got nothing for her. Every instant that Charlotte Flair has returned, she's been immediately into a world title pitcher. This one with the uh, women's tag team championships. And when she came back, when she quote unquote got surgery, boob implants, obviously. Okay. That's just fact. That was actually confirmed by Charlotte Flair. So I'm not throwing in this little bullshit around. It's fact. Charlotte Flair came back. She was involved in the triple threat match with Becky, Carmella, and they had a triple threat match at SummerSlam. It was a great match, a decent match. And Charlotte Flair won. She won the title. Favoritism. At that time, WWE, I guarantee you, we're like, okay, we're going to put this woman in this championship match immediately when she comes back. She comes back, she's in the title match, and she wins the title. Bullshit. Bullshit. Charlotte Flair comes back again, is thrusted into a uh, women's tag team championship match. She wins the title. Bullshit. Charlotte Flair did not deserve to win the, uh, the, win the women's tag team championships. Charlotte Flair has done nothing. She just came back, and she's thrusted into a title match, and she won. That's ridiculous. If you guys are okay with that, God bless you, but that's bullshit to me. That's bullshit. Now, I continue. Responding to an article that examined the negative aspects of the way she is presented, Charlotte Flair would defend herself by saying she's only taking time off at three separate points in her career. Her comeback from one of the injuries, she, she saw her built up a star. Build up who? Who'd you build up? You didn't build up anybody. I'm going to talk about that because I'm almost done with this article. So she said, it's said that she will always be top of the card because she excels inside the squared circle. Let me read that one more time. She said she will always be at the top of the card because she excels inside of the squared circle. Okay, so pretty much what you're saying is I'm better than everybody else. Nobody else is on my level. I'm the greatest in-ring performer of all time, which is bullshit. You're not. You're not, Charlotte. I'm sorry. You're in the top 10. You're in the top 10. You might crack the top five, maybe. But you are not the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Uh, so I found that funny that she said that. Uh, let's see. Sasha Banks is better. Like I said, this is just my opinion. Okay? And this is how I feel. You guys are going to come at me, oh, you're just a Sasha Banks mark. I've watched tons of Charlotte Flair matches. I've watched tons of Sasha Banks matches. And I have come to the conclusion that inside that ring, Sasha Banks is better than Charlotte Flair. Period. Now, she went on Twitter, did Charlotte Flair, and scolded Daily DDT. At fan-sided DDT. 
on Twitter. So she responded to an article that they tweeted out that says, I quote, Charlotte Flair catches a lot of heat for for how WWE books her. At somebody, I'm not going to mention their at, but this person breaks it down. So they broke it down. (laughs) Charlotte Flair went on Twitter and quote tweeted them, and she had this to say. I should just scroll block this garbage, but words matter, so I will take a few moments to educate you since both a human and I would assume an editor allowed this bullshit to solo add Gore's internet. Don't know what that means, but the last point, um, she pretty much, <laughs> she berated this Twitter account, and she berated whoever wrote this piece. Now, I didn't read the piece. I just seen the tweet. And I seen Charlotte Flair, you know what I mean, quote tweet it. But she continued. And this when she went on her, this is where she went on her rant. So this is the second tweet. I have taken time off three times while on the main roster. First time was when my dad was sick. Okay. The second time was a six-week injury that was followed up by a 18-month of starting a lights to help create a star. Third time is now. What exactly is it that I'm avoiding? Okay. Charlotte Flair. Listen. I'm going to read this last point. Second time was a sick six-week injury that was followed up by an 18th month of starting at lights to help a certain star. That has to be Rhea Ripley. Correct. That has to be towards Rhea Ripley. And if that is towards Rhea Ripley, I'm so upset. Charlotte, you buried Rhea Ripley, sweetheart. You buried Rhea Ripley. As soon as Rhea Ripley lost, her momentum in NXT absolutely went down the drain. So I don't want to hear you say, oh, I helped create a star. No, you didn't. No, you did not. Is your definition of helping a star you just being in the ring because you're such a megastar? I think Sasha Banks is more of a megastar than you. Becky Lynch is more of a megastar than you. Come on, give me a break, bro. You did not help elevate Rhea Ripley. If if that's the woman she's talking about, which obviously seems to be the case, you did not help Rhea Ripley at all. You debunked her momentum. Her momentum went completely down the toilet, and I find it funny. I find it funny. Rhea Ripley, I'm going to say this again. She came out weeks after um, it was reported that her momentum absolutely was stalled. She came out and pretty much admitted that her career absolutely stalled. I said that immediately after she lost. A lot of people in the wrestling community said that. A lot of the podcasters in the community said that. We were all in agreement that once Rhea Ripley lost against Charlotte Flair, her momentum was completely down the drain, and that's fact. That's not an opinion. That is fact. Because I watched NXT after WrestleMania over the past couple weeks following WrestleMania. And Rhea Ripley did nothing. This woman didn't do shit. She was in a feud with Aaliyah and Robert Stone. You want to talk about someone that has no momentum? That is someone that has zero momentum. So I don't want to hear any of this bullshit. Oh, I tried to help create a star. Sweetheart, no, you did not. Now, she continued. 
I keep looking up for the article when you tried when you trash one of the male champions for talk for taking time off and being insert back into the title picture. Didn't find one. Shockingly. Wonder why. Okay. This right here is a not metaphor, but it is a political stance here. I'm gonna read this again. This is funny. I keep looking for the article where you trash one of the male champions for taking time off and being inserted back into the title picture. Didn't find one. Shockingly. Wonder why. Okay. I see where she's coming from. I absolutely see where Charlotte Flair is coming from from that. But sweetheart, you were gone two times before. And you came back. And you were immediately thrusted into the title picture. That's my problem with you. You should not be thrusted immediately back into the title picture. You should come back and go to the back of the line. You should go to the back of the line. That's what you're supposed to do. Now, when it comes to the male superstar, listen, I don't know. I didn't really see that either. So I can't really judge and complain or come to the male wrestler's defense because I didn't really see it either. But... This isn't even Charlotte Flair's fault. This is WWE's fault. Obviously, Charlotte Flair plays a significant factor. I know for a fact Charlotte Flair plays politics. Because I'm going to bring up two instances. Two. Actually, fuck that. I'm going to bring up three. I'm going to bring up three. I'm going to start with number one. Wasn't Shayna Baszler supposed to win the Royal Rumble? I thought Shayna Baszler was supposed to win the Royal Rumble. That's where all the news was running. It was running rampant, and I kept seeing one main woman that was supposed to win the Royal Rumble, and that was Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler was supposed to dominate the Royal Rumble. She was supposed to go to WrestleMania and win the championship. Did any of those two instances take place? No. Now, I heard rumors after the Royal Rumble that Charlotte Flair apparently played politics. She didn't believe in Shayna Baszler. She thought Shayna Baszler was this wannabe tough woman, tough chick. By the way, Shayna Baszler is a tough son of a bitch, okay? But Charlotte Flair played her political pull. She played her card. Why did Charlotte Flair need to win the Royal Rumble? Why did she need to win the Royal Rumble? Oh, to pad another resume to her little stat, pad her stat to her resume. Come on, bro. She did not need to win the Royal Rumble. She should have known when she won that Royal Rumble, people were going to bring up the words favoritism. People were going to bring up the words political pull. And guess what? All I seen on social media on that night was Charlotte is using her political pull, using her political strings to win the Women's Royal Rumble. I don't know if that's true. I have no fucking idea. But I will tell you, Two more instances after this. I started to really think, does Charlotte Flair really play politics backstage? The first one was that Royal Rumble win. At that point, I'm like, all right. She shouldn't have won, but I wasn't really thinking of, is she being political? Is she pulling the strings backstage? The second instance happened. Charlotte Flair. This is insane to me. WrestleMania. She beat Rhea Ripley. 
She beat Rhea Ripley. I'm thinking to myself, I'm watching this bout. This bout is fucking phenomenal. Two badass chicks going at it. Charlotte Flair tapped out Rhea Ripley. I'm saying to myself, bruh, these women killed it, but what the fuck, bro? Charlotte Flair should not have won that match. So you put Charlotte Flair in NXT. You have her go to NXT and bury the NXT women's division. She faces one of the hottest women in NXT, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is on a momentum swing. A huge momentum. I was such a big fan of Rhea Ripley at the time. They go at it at WrestleMania. And they have a killer match. Charlotte Flair tapped out Rhea Ripley. At that instance, I immediately said to myself, Charlotte Flair probably played politics backstage. I'm being honest. At that point, I'm saying she possibly played politics to have her win the title because there was no way that she should have won that match. I thought she said she wanted to create a star. That's what she said earlier. I wanted to create a star. Or in this, in this term, she said, I created a star. Did she want to create a did she want to create a star in that instance at WrestleMania? Because in that instance, she did not create a star. If her definition of creating a star is you're in the ring with the greatest woman's wrestler of all time, which she's not, by the way, but I'm just speaking of in terms of her. You're in the ring with the greatest of all time. That's how far you're gonna go. That's your blessing. That's it. Now, you're supposed to, as a veteran, Help elevate this woman, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is so young, man. And they did her dirty. And then rumors came out, oh, she had a visa issue. That's why she lost. (sighs) That might be true. Because Rhea Ripley even came out and said that. But listen. Rhea Ripley, a few weeks later, said, yeah, that loss at WrestleMania against Charlotte Flair... Definitely ruined my momentum. So what does that say? That says, I was right. That says, every other fan that complained about Charlotte Flair winning was correct. So Charlotte Flair, sweetheart, you're not really winning in that instance. And then also, one more before I continue. We're going to go balls to the wall with this article, in my opinion, on Charlotte Flair right now. So Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, and Io Shirai... Bay, okay, they had a killer triple threat match at NXT TakeOver In Your House. It was a great match. And I said to myself when I was watching this match, I swear to God, if Io Shirai does not win, I'm going to go the fuck off. I did not. Because Io Shirai won. My girl won. Great. I was ecstatic. At the same time, I'm scratching my head. Rhea Ripley cannot get pinned. She cannot get pinned here. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlotte Flair did not get pinned. She did not tap out to Io Shirai. Why did Io Shirai need to hit the genius of the sky on Rhea Ripley and pin Rhea? Why did she need to pin Rhea Ripley? Why couldn't Charlotte Flair take the responsibility and create Two stars. 
You could have created a star with Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania, and you could have created a new star with Io Shirai at TakeOver in your house. You decided not to do that. So, I'm going to once again say you played politics backstage, and you did not want to lose. Period. That's my opinion on that. And that's fact. You can say whatever you want. Uh, Charlotte Flair didn't do that. All this other shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Charlotte Flair should have lost against Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair should have taken the responsibility as being the so-called queen. You were scared to get your throne taken away. That's what you're saying to me. That's what you're saying to me. And you're looking at all these other women in the WWE. Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, who's a threat to take your crown. Okay? There's women in the WWE that are really threats to take Charlotte Flair's throne. Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, Charlotte, I'm sorry. She will take your throne. Rhea Ripley will take your throne. They're going to be better than you. And I want to point this out before I end this podcast. And I'll make some little announcements before I get out of here. Got to get ready for SmackDown. It's not how many titles you win that define the reign. It's how many titles you win within that reign. Now, in my opinion, this is just me. I would rather win five championships throughout my illustrious career. And each title reign lasts at least a year, year and a half, eight months or whatever. I would rather do that than win 15 or 12 or however how many this woman has won and only hold it for a month or two months or even weeks. That does not define you as a world champion. That does not define you as the greatest, Charlotte. Okay? You're not the greatest. I want to point that out right now. You are not the greatest. If I can name... Five women in WWE alone that are better than you. That doesn't make you better. That doesn't make you the greatest. Io Shirai is better than you. Bianca Belair is better than you. Sasha Banks is better than you. Asuka is better than you. And I'm only speaking in terms of in-ring. Tony Storm's better than you. I mean, I'm just saying, dog. I don't hate Trella Flair. This isn't me. Hating this woman. I'm just throwing out facts. Okay? You guys might not be fans of any of the women that I just named. I highly doubt that. You guys might think that none of these women that I just named are better than Charlotte Flair. And that's that's fine. Charlotte Flair is great. I'm not discrediting Charlotte Flair's ability inside the ring. I am talking about her title reigns. And they've been absolutely bullshit. It's not how many titles you have. It's what you do in those reigns that count the most. I swear to God, I would rather have two reigns and have each reign have three years, two years under its belt, or one year throughout my career instead of winning 10 or 12, like I said, in double digits. Charlotte Flair is great, but she's not the greatest. I'm sorry. And this queen little stuff, little shtick she's got going on, in WWE's eyes, she's the queen. In Ric Flair's eyes, she's a queen. In Andrade Cien Alma, she's a queen. But inside the ring, is she a queen? From bell to bell, is she a queen? 
Yeah, she's a queen. She's really good inside the ring. But she's not better. And this is... I, I always bring up this woman because... She's not better than her. She's not. She's not better than Sasha Banks. Some might even say she's not even better than Bailey. I personally think Charlotte is better than Bailey by a bet. And Charlotte Flair is absolutely better than Becky Lynch. I feel like Becky Lynch is the weakest wrestler out of the four women. I'm not saying she's not a great wrestler, but I'm speaking in terms of bell to bell. Becky Lynch is number four in my eyes. Charlotte Flair is three. Bailey's one. And guess who is number one, guys? The blueprint, the legit boss, Sasha Banks, is better than Charlotte Flair. And I'm damn proud to say that. Now, I am going to continue reading this article because it's pretty hilarious to me. Now, it does continue a little bit here. I'm just going to read the rest of it from Fightful. Charlotte Flair is currently engaged in a rivalry with Lacey Evans, which involves her father, Ric Flair. Somebody said she sees trying to disdain herself from pretty much. She's trying to like not be involved in, yo, you're only here because of your father. I mean, I'm sorry, Charlotte, but that's kind of true. I know you're trying to create your own path and I respect that. I love that, but let's keep it 100. Okay, your last name is Flair. If Sasha Banks' last name was Flair, where would Sasha Banks be? So I don't want to hear that. Now, Charlotte Flair is rumored to be in the Royal Rumble. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that Charlotte Flair is going to win the Royal Rumble. You know why I say that? Because Asuka isn't facing Charlotte at the Royal Rumble. So right away, I'm scared. But you know what? I don't. I just don't think WWE is going to have, or Vince McMahon, I'm sorry. I don't think Vince McMahon is going to book Charlotte Flair to win. I just cannot see that happening. Knowing him, he will, and then I will be on here just absolutely obliterating the Royal Rumble. But we'll see what happens. I hope that's not the case, but it is what it is. Uh, that's all I got for today. I got SmackDown tonight. You guys will be hearing that tonight or tomorrow morning if you like. I'm going to post it tonight. And I got Impact Hard to Kill. Now, please follow me on Twitter at JordanTCK because that's where I'm going to be determining if I'm going to be reviewing Hard to Kill uh, Impact Wrestling. I want to. The card looks pretty great. I did hear the news, the breaking news, that uh, Alex Shelley is not wrestling. He's injured. He's hurt. So Moose is taking his spot. That kind of sucks. But I'm still going to watch the show. Um, I might be reviewing it. So like I said, I'll let you guys know what's going on tomorrow. And uh, yeah, man, another big week of wrestling that I'm going to be talking about in the next coming weeks. And we're just going to be rolling on, man, taking each podcast episode day by day. And uh, I love each and every one of you guys. I appreciate you all listening to the podcast. It really means a lot. Like I said, follow the podcast on IG at the wrestling slash takeover. I would really appreciate it. And if you guys have any questions, you guys can DM me on Twitter. Uh, you could DM me on Instagram. You could DM me on my podcast Instagram account. Or you can DM me on my personal Instagram account at JT Creative One Dash. I want to shout out my wrestling immuno family. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys very much. 
And uh, I've been on there since 2016. And I will not be getting off that platform anytime soon. That has been a launching pad for the followers that I've been having. And I'm internally grateful for that. I love each and every one of you. I will be seeing you guys tomorrow for SmackDown and possibly for Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill. This is the Creative King signing off. Take care, you guys. 17 shots, no 38. Yeah, I got the Glock in my robbery. 17 shots, no 38. Yeah, she's fine. Wondering where she be mine. Walk past, I press rewind. See that ass one more time. And I got this soda.